0: what's going on team welcome to an episode of the keep going podcast season two this is your co-host luke wheat coming out of knoxville tennessee before the show starts make sure to follow us on our socials okay twitter the keep going pod insta the kg podcast and youtube at the kg pod just a reminder that we are not psychiatrists and not psychologists just a couple ex-athletes trying to make a difference and in the stigma of mental health thank you guys for listening let's get to the show That keep going moment. My keep going moment. That's my keep going moment. Let's keep going. Welcome, team, to episode 56 of the Keep Going Podcast, Athletes shining a Light on Mental Health. This is your co-host, Luke Wee, coming out of Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm joined here by two bad guys with me. I got Pat O'Malley coming
1: out of an Annie Ann's, Pat. Oh, baby, (laughs) you know I'm out here in the middle of upstate New York at an Annie Ann's pretzels drug stop. (laughs) If you want to get juiced up today, it's going to be right here at this Annie Ann. So stay with me for a little bit. Mo, where are you at?
2: I'm in Chicago. My place in Chicago. And I'm going to Uber Eats Annie Ann's when we get off of this. So it's going to be great. Looks <laughs> like a trip to the malls in my future. I'm about to say,
1: Luke, I got a quick tip. I actually once, three years ago, catered my Super Bowl party when I lived in Kenosha with Annie Ann's pretzels. It was a huge what? hit. If you're looking for a Super Bowl smash, that's it, guys. So I just want to give you that quick tip. But <laughs> in all seriousness, super excited to have Jason Moe on today. Luke, super excited to see your beautiful haircut on my screen. Shameless <laughs> plug for the YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, make sure you do that because Luke is a handsome man. Luke, uh, how's everything up by you, bro?
0: You're too kind. You're too kind always. No, it's it's been an adjustment. We're in midterms right now. Uh, got the haircut last week. And uh, kids didn't learn anything for about two days. I think that's all we talked about for about two <laughs> days. <is> the, the <laughs> my hair. But uh, it's, it's kind of a big decision. You know, it's 12 inches, uh, cut it off, and we got a little slick back look going now. And I, I kind of like it, but it was time to, I, for me, it was a way to mature a little bit, be a little bit more professional, take myself a little bit more serious. So that was kind
2: of the thought behind it. Yeah, you look, and- you look good, brother. You look good. Thank you, Mo.
1: <laughs> I was about to say maybe me and Mo will cut ours at some point. Who knows I'm thinking about it. after
2: the new year. I did that is a thought in my head. At least a trim and see what happens. We're gonna maybe yeah. try that.
1: So. I like that. I like that. It's all about the man doesn't change, but the look can change at times. Definitely, right? definitely. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, I wanna do this, Luke. Obviously, it's episode fifty six. hurt through the grapevine. You might have a fifty six down the wagon.
0: What do you got, bro? We got a nice fifty-six. This is a little NFL throwback. I know me and Mo were talking about it a little bit. NFL can take over your Sundays when you have a nice lazy Sunday. Lawrence Taylor for the New York Giants, hard uh, hitting son of a gun. And I thought that was perfect for the guy we had on today. Just somebody that hits hard.
1: I love, that. I love it. And for you young bugs out there that don't know who Lawrence Taylor is, he's the dude in uh, what is it? Is it Blindside? What's no, you know? um, Eddie Given Sunday.
2: And he yeah, has
1: so Sunday. Where does he have the cameo where he breaks Joe Theismann's leg, though? What movie is that?
2: I don't remember that one. Oh,
1: is that uh, Gridiron Gang? No, uh... it, it, he has a cameo in All. Oh, yeah, but for the young folks that might have seen that flick, that's how you kind of know who Lawrence Taylor is. But or awesome, hidden dip for awesome. today for sure. Mo, do you have a fifty-six in mind?
2: Um, uh, I would have to go the the. Mark Burley. Mark Burley from the White Sox. Oh. One of my favorite White Sox players of all time. So,
0: I have to go Sorry, Mark We got to cut, cut it. We don't shout out White Sox players on here. Oh, we have to <laughs> already
1: cut the pod off at 30 seconds because of the Mark Burley mention. No. I got to shout out Mark Burley, though, because he does have one of the craziest stories. He had a no-hitter and a perfect game,
2: correct? Yep. Yes, he did. Yep.
1: The one call, where, what a catch by Wise uh, when he goes over the wall. iconic Iconic.
2: oh yeah well he was always the type of guy too that had like fun on the field and always kind of made you know people relax a little bit more and but he was he was a stud He always try you know what i mean he was he i mean obviously got a perfect game um and a no hitter i mean i loved him he was what he probably top three top one of my my favorite baseball players
1: so incredible yeah art burley always wanted the ball man there's a lot to be said about that guy and how he competes Love it! I yeah. love it. We're already getting rolling. I want to keep it rolling that way. So, like I mentioned, we got my guy Jason Mo in the building today. Mo, something that we do, we touch on mental health. That is the premise of our podcast. Tell our listeners, tell our audience that might not know you, some things that when things are going well, what are you doing in your daily routine that make you feel good, keep your mental health in the right realm? I think when things
2: are going well in my life, it's you know I'm a big like I have to work out in the mornings and things like that. So. I think that kind of gets my day going. So mm-hmm. if I feel good, I'm eating healthy, I'm um, working out, uh, work's going good, try to keep the stress levels as low as possible for me. Um, nice. I'm very hard on myself. I'm probably, that's one thing that is, I always you know, people ask you what your weaknesses are. That's probably one of mine is I'm very hard. So every morning I have to like get up and go, what am I going to do today? You know, you know, be positive. You know, what, you know, what things can I do? What steps can I have to make everything, you know, go well? So my stress levels are down and stay positive through the day because through my life, you know, you know, I'm, I do MMA, um, I've done grappling tournaments, I played sports from my growing up. It was always pressure, pressure, pressure. And even at work, I'm a salesman, so I'm off commission. So it's always like pressure through my day. So you just try to find ways to kind of go take a step back, you know. Everything's going to be okay. There's been some really bad days, and there's been some great days. You just got to keep keep moving forward, keep going, and go, all right, I got to be better than yesterday. That was always kind of my key is try to be better than yesterday, being Love nice that. to people or whatever that is, you know.
0: Yeah. The 1% but- better that we touch on all the time, um, me and Pat are always talking about it. We repost stuff like that on social media all the time, sending in accountability partners. You don't have to be 100% better every day. It's 1%, and you'll see insane growth throughout the year. Completely agree.
1: And I think you'll find with top performers, I love the segue, you'll find with top performers that they don't have their A game all the time. It's about how they give what they have that day and do the best of what they have. I think that's powerful stuff. Expand on that a little bit. Obviously, being in the sales role, do you find yourself kind of purposely getting out of your comfort zone most of the time? Um. Yeah, a
2: little bit. You know. Um. I love talking. Obviously, I'm, sad, I'm talking. You know. I love being a salesman. I love getting in front of customers, doing presentations, things like that. Um. There is. You know. Sometimes you're. You know. In my side, I do stuff with uh, cranes. So those big cranes you see, uh, oh, yeah. like yeah. on the road and stuff like that. I don't know everything about them. So when they start talking like mechanical and maintenance, you know what I mean. I kind of like. Oh, I'm starting to wing it a little bit. But I go. I can make enough sense to kind of go further on that, but yeah, right. you start getting out of your comfort zone a little bit and you're like, am I saying the right things right now? But yeah, I think every day a little bit, I'm always probably out of my comfort zone a little bit, but I love the challenge. I, I you know, I think my whole life has been a challenge, so it's okay for me. Cause it's like, let's see if I can, you know, pass this challenge and go on to the next step.
1: So. I love yeah. that, man. So far, so good, and definitely the challenges of everyday life and putting yourself in those positions to keep succeeding. And when you do fail, get back up and double down somewhere else. Yeah. And there's a lot
2: of fail, you know, even work. And, you know, like, you know, I've done MMA and like a grappling, like I said, I have a lot of losses under my belt. I do, you know, I've had, I'm four and one in MMA, it was amateur MMA, and I've had over 35 matches in grappling. There's losses, trust me. And those (laughs) losses are very effective, you know. They hurt the next day, you know, and things like that. So, um, yeah, so there's always something you have to kind of bounce back and bring yourself back every day, you know, definitely for me.
0: No so doubt. This,
1: no doubt. Blue, go ahead.
0: Oh, yeah, this is something I actually want to touch on. I'm glad we're already here. Um, you mentioned there's losses under the belt, and there's a lot of recovery that comes along, especially in a sport like amateur MMA and, and grappling. You know, what do you do to keep your mind right after a loss whenever your body's beat up and you're recovering? What what was kind of the thought process there?
2: That is the hardest. Uh, like I was saying earlier, I'm hard on myself. I wake up. I mean, you know, my girlfriend, Lindsay, she, you know, I in 2022, I lost two matches in a row. And I remember we went out and we had a couple of drinks. I got to her place and I was bawling. You know what I mean? I It was because I thought it was over. Like, I I go. I'm over 40 now at that time. I'm still over 40. It's like I'm getting younger. But uh, I, it was just emotions. I go, I think I'm done. Like, I got whooped. I mean, it wasn't. I yeah. went in there and, you know, I trained. I thought I trained hard, but I found out some things. Like, the guy I was, like, wrestling first in my match was a really good wrestler. Well, I didn't train wrestling that much, as you know, as I used to because of injuries and things like that. So, right there, I'm walking to a match. I never had this happen. I go, i'm already defeated you know and me like just as i'm i get on that mat i don't care who's in front of me or anything and i think that moment right there when i got home and just bawled and like i got everything out i woke up the next day thinking it was over it wasn't but at that time and i think every loss is you start doubting yourself you know can i still do this what do i have to do to train harder and trust me it wakes me up a little bit and it's always nice to have that because i do train harder but it's 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 a battle, you know, you give yourself excuses, oh, maybe my I was injured a little bit. I don't ever say them out loud. I'll never do that. Um, that's just not my style, but in my head, I'm and, you know, I know the reasons probably why I lost, and it's mostly, I don't think I lose in a mat because of my talent. It's all up here. you know, it's you know, was I good that day or is this guy better than me? What if I do this? you know, so it's a challenge every single day when it when you lose after a loss, Cause you don't get back on the mat for maybe three to four months, five months. So you have to live with that. I mean, for myself, you have to live with that every single day. I still think about my losses today more than my wins. And I have many of wins, you know, I've got a lot of first yeah. places, you know, the losses eat at me more than the wins. That's just me. And that's a, a battle that I've had to deal with my whole life. You know, that,
0: that was now, interesting. Just cause the, the one-on-one aspect of combat sports, right? It's, it's you against the world. So that yep. that was interesting to me. I, I'm glad you touched on that. Pat, what you got, Mike?
1: Yeah, so what I was going to say is exactly, we're on the same wavelength today, apparently. In fighting, it's like, I would argue, the most grueling physical and mental sport when it comes to that sense, right? Because not only do you have to sit there and go, wow, my career might be over. Every fight is week to week, month to month, whatever it may be. But then also having everything else involved with it, like physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, there's a lot invested in this. And it's like every time you get in the octagon, every time you get in the cage, you're fighting for your career. And it's truly a big thing, and I love that perspective. Stay there, though. Um, I know Caleb Williams, quarterback for USC, got a lot of crap in the media a couple months ago after they lost. He was in the stands with his family, bawling his eyes out. I felt the exact opposite. I felt like the vulnerability and the accountability in that moment was so strong. Mo, I, I love to hear that you're in that same realm. You let it all go, man. Talk about that. and Talk about being vulnerable in a sport where you can't really show it.
2: Yeah. So, you know, when, it, you know, I have my training partners, I have my coaches, um, I have my girlfriend, you know, and I have my friends, but you know, when I'm, you know, in everyday life, my friends don't see, the vulnerable side of me because i don't show that they think you know that's a tough guy or he's mo you know whatever that is you know so you're kind of alone in your own thoughts every day or, or even when you get home or whatever so i think what happens is especially you know if you lose a fight now with instagram and facebook and i do it to myself because i post things you don't want everyone my is the, one of the biggest things is letting people down even though i probably don't but in my head i feel i am so every time I'm going out there, it's like, Oh man, I've got 25 people saying good luck today. If I lose and they ask me, I have to tell them I lost today. You know, that is the hardest part of what I do. I'm not afraid of anybody. If I, you know, you put me in front of anyone, let's go. I'm okay with it. It's when I get off the mat and the loss and you're going, you see 25 fans. And when I did my first MMA, I had 800 fans in the stands, you know? So you never want to let anybody down, and that's me. And I never want to. So I think when he was crying, he let all his emotion out. I do it after wins. Um, after yeah, I remember in 2020, in 2022, after I won a gold, you know, I won first place, I balled in the parking lot with it for a good emotion. So these are things I don't talk about. Only a few people know about it. But I'm <laughs> a very emotional guy, but no one knows. You know, no one knows that about me, except for maybe a handful of people. And, you know, so that's that's the difference, you know, with losing, winning it. But it's all it's everything. I put everything I can out there, you know, and people will be like, well, that's, you know, a hobby. Or, No, it's not a hobby to me. I want to win. You know, I want to be better than that person today. You know,
1: man, that's strong. Luke, go ahead, man. That's that's powerful stuff. I'm loving it, man. Go ahead, Luke. (laughs)
2: No, absolutely,
0: and I think the emotion for Cale Williams and for yourself comes from trying as hard as you can, putting as much of the team on your back as you can for Cale Williams, and then for you, you're you're going for yourself and, and for all those people that are behind you. I mean, you've trained for how long for this? What's it usually take to train for a match, you know?
2: Yeah, normally I always try to do like, you know, 8 to 12 weeks, um, and then I, you know, you have to cut weight um and things like that and then i try not drinking for about four to six weeks when i first started mma it was 12 weeks of no drinking but as the you know i kind of went down to say you know eight six now it's four i always give myself about 30 days with no drinking and stuff like that but i always tell people eight to 12 weeks i really try to 12 is a, a, a nice perfect one because uh i have a you know i fight weight sometimes a little bit I, I love to eat i love to lift i get you know bulky a little bit so i have to cut weight because i I do MMA. I do 185, and I do 189. When I do grappling tournaments, I walk around about 220. So I have to yeah. cut all that weight as well. So, Woo. yeah, yeah, it's always fun. I always have to cut about 30 pounds in 30 days. That's that's a challenge in itself. That's yeah. a whole other podcast. Whoever do that, that's a that that's a lot of fun there. <laughs> Absolutely. Pat, you sure. got. Me? Yep, I got you, Luke. You guys got me. Yeah,
1: yep. there you there? Yeah, the reason I jumped off, I had a little bit of static there. But here's what I was going to touch on to kind of parlay off that. So we touched on the wins. We touched on the losses. We touched on the process. Talk about the things that not a lot of fighters touch on. And I and I, you go as far, as far as this as you want to. Talk about the daily stuff. What are you doing to get prepared for these fights, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, everything?
2: So there was two, because I, I I always say there's my first part. I, I did um, MMA from 2010 to 2012. I mean, I've always trained MMA, but those were my five fights in that uh, realm. And then 2016 to 2022, it was a grappling. And grappling, if anyone knows, it's wrestling, jiu-jitsu, and judo. Um, there's no punching and stuff, but MMA is everything. So when I first started MMA, it was get up in the morning at 5 a.m., run in the morning, I'd go to work. That at lunchtime I would uh, I would go swim or lift at LA Fitness in Tinley Park, and Shout then at out night LA would, yeah yeah and then I would train uh, my spar you know uh, boxing jujitsu wrestling at night so it was three times because I started I walked into the gym uh, January 2010 uh, at LA Boxing in Orland Park that was when I started I, I fought with this team called Team Immortal. And when I walked in there, I only knew a few people that kind of, oh, yeah, try this. And they whooped me. I mean, it was a humbling experience. And I think what they were trying to do is if you got whooped and came back the next day, we knew you were, you know, probably going to be here for a little bit. I came back the next day. But walking through that door was the best thing of my life because I was in a path where I didn't know where I was going. I was down. I was drinking way too much. I was unhappy with my life. So when I walked in that day, it changed me. And then I fought September 15th, t- twenty ten. That was my first MMA fight. So I got six months of training and it was three days a week. I had a nutritionist, um, you know, everything. It was like a day-to-day. And I what happened was too is I made sure my work day, I still kicked butt that day because I never wanted anyone to say I wasn't working hard. So maybe even work harder in life with my job as well, because I wanted to be better at that better. I wanted to be better at everything. I finally found something in my life. I was like, I was pushing forward to do something again. I just felt like I was making something of my life again. And oh, then on the grappling I, I got
1: the
2: side, yeah, on the grappling side, I don't have to train as hard, but I would get up in the morning lift. I started something for myself. I know it was already out there workout at 4am. Um, I would lift, do cardio, and then I would train at night at Notre Dame Wrestling Academy. So it was like two times a day uh, when I do grappling. I, when I did MMA, it was three times a day, you know. So that's the difference a little bit.
1: You can you can wholeheartedly say, and this this is exactly where I want you to go. You can wholeheartedly say that this career change for you as a fighter, it dominoed the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. In a positive I- light.
2: Oh, yeah, it would. I'll be honest with you guys right now. I would. I don't know what my life would have been. I was pretty much miserable in my 20s. Um, you know, uh, when I walked through that door, it was a game changer. Uh, I, I was, you know, I mean, I was bar fighting. Uh, I was mean to people. My work ethic was awful. And it changed me to who I became today um i'm more positive i don't you know it's just it it was a whirlwind of a change so without walking through those doors and having mma and having grappling in my life i wouldn't i wouldn't know what would i be right now or you know
1: where i would be you know so yeah. luke, luke, i want to kick it over, luke i want to kick it over to you go ahead
0: yeah that's something we talk about with our high school kids all the time too you know you don't have to do a million things Right. A lot of our kids want to be involved in in five or six different sports. They want to be involved in clubs, all these different clubs. You just got to find something you're passionate about that keeps you level headed throughout the day. And I I think that's something you found in in MMA and grappling, man. And I think that's amazing.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's been a positive, positive. That's why I still want to do it today. Because even like I told, we were talking uh, beforehand the last year, I mean, I, I haven't done a grappling tournament since June of 2022. You could tell my light, you know, it's a little bit more stressful a little bit. And I like, yeah. it, it, I need to bring that back a little bit to kind of give, you know, I don't want to say, it, maybe it's a little therapy for me is get back. And I love training with my friends and the stories and the, you know, all that. It's like, I miss it, you know? And I think I need that a little bit back. Not even if I ever, you know, do another tournament again, just being with those guys, I think helps a little bit through the day.
0: Yeah, and there's, there's that team aspect within the training part of yeah. it. You know, you're fighting by yourself, but you are within a camp and within a team. Uh, whenever you're training, so that that's a huge part. Pat, what do you got, like
1: Yeah, man, this is this. I'm loving it from afar. I'm kind of getting caught. This is one of the only podcasts I've ever said this on. I'm getting caught listening a little bit because I'm loving every step of this and just the multiple layers it has. Here's what I'll say though: in most story, and I'm going to speak for to our listeners here today, guys and girls that are student athletes working nine to fives. Anyone that listens to this podcast. Listen to what Mo just highlighted. He said in his 20s, it was I'm gonna be very blunt, it wasn't going well. It was not going well. He wasn't happy, the vices were taking over, and he didn't stop showing up and eventually found something that really domino affected the rest of his life and started to repair scars and really start to get him in a situation now where he looks back on it and goes, wow, this is when it all changed. So for our athletes that are struggling right now, you're one doorway. You're one activity, one spark. This was the day at 20. That's powerful for our listeners that maybe the door is going to open, but they keep showing up.
0: No, hundred percent. I that's that's what I'm trying to harp on with these kids today. And what I'm what I'm telling um a lot of our student athletes is, you know, if a sport's not for you, that's okay. Find the next one. Right. Yeah. You gotta just right. speak to trying things that make you uncomfortable so that you're ready um for the next step in life. and you you're not gonna find the right thing for you unless you're uncomfortable. I think Mo found that out
2: um yeah I, I mean i played i played football and baseball my whole life since i was in probably first grade till senior year of high school after that i was done you know um so you you know i went you know i, I started working for my company i've been with my company now for going on 26 years so i started at 17 so i worked full-time and i went to college i was kind of lost all my friends went away sports were over um that's the difference i go who would have thought you know myself would be all right, I'm going to go do MMA. I mean, I started that up at 28, 29. So it took me 10 years to start the second chapter of my life, you know, a third, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it changed me completely. So for 10 years, I had no clue what I was going to do next, you know? And like I said, it's been uh, uh, the greatest thing of my life. And it's just, I never thought I would ever do that. So that's why if you tell like the younger guy, you know, younger people that are listening, just keep fighting, just keep, you know, figure out something else that you want to do and stay positive and keep, you know, keep fighting the good fight. You know, it's nothing's over until it's really over. But I I use that for myself and I go, it's never over. You know, you just keep going, you know? So.
1: I love it, man. He comes down here dropping to keep going early on. I love it. I love it. This is What I'll say to you, and we're all kind of pounding this point in with the keep going mantra. Society kind of plays it this way, right? We're like 25, you have to be married, kids, have this job, have this side hustle. And then you look around and you're like, no, no, no. It's your race. It's your timeline. It's what you're looking to do is what matters, not what other people are trying to set that expectation of. And I, I think that's loud and clear here. And I think it's big for our listeners. Um, before I move on here, Luke, I want to touch on this a little bit with you. You know, with your college experience, I I think it was very similar, right? Like playing soccer, not knowing when your opportunity was going to be. Touch on that a little bit, kind of compare to both.
0: 100%. I think for me, um, I knew I had a job to do every day, whether I was going to be the starter on Wednesday, Friday, or Saturday. Um, It didn't really matter. I was going out there to work as hard as I could um, day in and day out. Now with that, you know, it did not come easy. I, I was not getting, uh, I was not seeing the fruits of my labor, right? I, I was working as hard as I could Monday through Friday and then sitting on the bench for 90 minutes all, on Saturday. Um, I knew I was making an impact on the team because I was pushing the other goalkeeper. That was the starter at the time to be better. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily make it feel better. Right. Um, in the moment now that I look back on it I'm glad that I did it but in the moment it, it I definitely had some selfish thoughts of why am I not the guy right now blah 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 Um, and then you know I, I had a couple different different um vices like alcohol and, and um different things like that where where I had some, some buddies from high school pass away that that really put me in a different place and I kind of used soccer to to get away from that and then used alcohol to get away from it from a little bit so so I can understand Mo's point there and, you know, me being on kind of where you were whenever you found grappling and you found MMA at 27, 28. Uh, now I'm trying to look for, you know, what can I dive into now to make a more positive experience um, every single day and learn what to work hard for. So I can, I can totally uh, understand those points Mo for sure.
1: Yeah. Wait, that's what I wanted. And wait, I wanted to drop that comparison as, the segue here because <laughs> now Mo, you're not fighting right now so like just like myself just like luke you get to the point that brought you out of your darkest days now it's not a big part of your daily life talk about on talk about about life after fighting and how you dealt with kind of getting your identity kind of taken from you and what are you doing now i think
2: now it's you know I, I, my last one like i said is june 2022 was I always kind of told myself, you know, I go out as a winner and I did, I won three matches that day. I took first place and I was, I was comfortable walking away. Uh, injuries do pile up. Um, I have, a, you know, some back issues. I have some other minor issues with knees, things like that, where I was okay walking away. Cause I went out with the win, and, but my job keeps me really busy. Uh, my girlfriend, Lindsay is amazing. And I love doing stuff with her. We travel Um, things like that, where I'm still busy. I still work out, um, you know, sports and things like that, watching it, you know, you just kind of, it's harder for me right now because I miss it so much. And I do, I do miss it, but my, my life itself keeps me pretty busy. Um, But the last six months stress has been coming back a little bit due to work and some other things, you know um, I have some family issues that was as a young kid that sometimes pop in my head where fighting kind of always kept me, you know, not thinking about it as much. And when I did, it was me of, Oh, I'm going to prove everyone wrong, or I'm going to win today. So I don't think about that stuff. So it's a challenge. I I, I wake up every morning going, you know, it, it, today might be a little harder day, because I don't have the fight, you know, I don't grapple as much, or I don't train, uh, things like that. But it's every day. It's challenging now for the last year, not having that, I'm going to be honest, but you just keep, you know, I I don't know how to say it is you give reasons why everything's going to be okay that day, you know, and I do have a lot of great things in my life. So, but it's just, you know, some stuff that, you know, eats at me, uh, you know, as as a younger kid or through the years that still kind of creep up a little bit, you know, I've got, I got demons in my, you know that you know. I think about a lot, and you just kind of try to stay positive and you know move forward.
1: Do you find yourself? And I know you mentioned your girlfriend, obviously, and you mentioned your buddies a couple of different times. Do you find yourself leaning on your support group a lot during these times?
2: No, I don't rely. You know, I don't wait on anything.
1: I, I always kind of take
2: myself and go. You know, I I put everything here. You know, in, in myself going what can I do to be better? What can I do to support people? You know, sometimes I might need it a little bit, but not much. I mean, they, all my close friends and, you know, Lindsay, they, they take care of me in ways they'll never understand, you know, they do. Um, but no, it's, I always kind of point everything on me. I'm very of the type of person where it's like, I have to make these changes or I have to do that. I don't want anyone ever think I, you know, you know, I need them so much that I can't go on. So I always kind of take everything to to myself and go, "What can you do to be better today?" You know,
1: like a lot of like a lot of us do. It's self auditing of what we're doing to try to get better to pivot on certain things. But you know damn well that when you're struggling, your friends, your family that have invested time to know you, they know when things are off. That's what they do. Luke, what 100%. Do you got?
0: No, 100%. I think me and Pat, you talked about this um, this week together about some stuff that I've been struggling with, and I told you I didn't really want to pawn it off on anybody else. So I wanted to try and take care of it myself, and that may may not be the best path forward. It may be. I don't know, but I think I understand where you're coming from, Mo, of, of it's tough to feel like you're being a burden to somebody else even though you know they want to help. So I think that, that can be a tough part for people – to, to get over and it's something that's hard for me to get over as well
2: yeah i hold i hold a lot of things in and then when they come out it's not always the best and sometimes alcohol or something brings that out a little bit you know so sometimes lately it's been really good if i have some things I'm, I, I do talk about a little bit more at least getting it off your chest like pat said people know so sometimes you know we'll be out and i'll mention something about work or life or anything with you know Lindsay whatever and it's nice and i go all right i feel a little bit better today you know so sometimes just talking even if it's a little snippet you know just bring it up to get it off your chest because if you keep it sometimes it's never i from experience nothing good ever happens if you bottle things up and i'm very good at that as well
1: so <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and we're three athletes talking about it right like yeah. when you make that adjustment and you get that identity taken away, you start to look for other outlets. And I hate to say it, and it's not like a, a gender thing, but guys usually go to a couple of different things. They go to sports gambling, they go to drinking, and they go to women in my yeah. experience. And yeah. that's not a knock like a, a on our gender, but we look for other ways to be competitive. It's just how we kind of do things. So my point I'm trying to make is if you find yourself kind of going to those vices, double down somewhere else, double down on your people, double down on your job if you have to at times, your relationships, things that carry more weight, and more value. That'd be my message today. Luke, anything yeah. on that?
0: No, 100%. I love that. And uh, we're hitting about the 30, 25, 30 minute mark here. And I want to get to I want to know what Mo's keep going moment is, man. That, that's something that I've been wondering about.
2: Um, this whole time so Mo give us your keep going moment dude this was this was a little hard one because like I said but I have one but uh I always say my losses are always going to be the difficult part because that's when I want to be better but I kind of touched on this earlier in 2022 uh, I went in a tournament in November and I lost two matches in a row and I looked awful I felt awful like I said I went home and tried um but I remember you know I got A couple of days went by and I thought it was it. I did. And I go to myself, it was kind of like the Rocky four when he's in the Porsche driving. I remember driving into work and I'm thinking about everything that I went through my whole life, everything. I mean, it was crazy, a bad, good, whatever. And I, I remember looking up and I'm driving going, no way. We're going to do this one more time. And I, you know, I'm going to freaking win. And I, and I did, but I go, I'm going to work harder. I get in the gym. I'm gonna keep pushing myself, I'll keep going. I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure I'll never doubt. if I do lose, it's not, I'm not gonna give myself excuses. It's not gonna be because I was, you know, I didn't train hard or injuries or whatever. I'm gonna do everything I can. If I walked away and I, my next tournament and I lose, but at least I know I put everything on that mat. I went in, I went three and O, and they're in their these guys are in their 20s. I was over 40 and it felt great. And I think, you know, it kind of shows that no matter how hard it is, or, you know, I've had three losses in a row, two losses, one I've won, you know, six in a row. I mean, I've been through so many grappling things where losses wins, whatever it is. I mean, people will come up to you and go, you know, you know, they don't mean anything by it, but they'll just be like, why do you keep doing this? You're taking second and third. It's like, you have no clue what you're talking about. I understand, but it hard because it eats at you, you know, and. I never yeah. want anyone to go. You know, you you see, you know, friends or people talk on a UFC with a UFC fighter loses. Oh, that guy stinks. Well, you know, if I lost two matches just in a grappling tournament, what are those people thinking about me? You know. So I think at that time I just said, you know, I'm going to push through it and I'm going to win. So I think that was probably my keep going moment. And it kind of it was kind of another chapter of my life going. I, I got one more in me at that time and, uh, there's nothing you're going to do to take that away from me.
1: hundred percent. Mo, I love, I love that. Completely. I got to ask you a couple more questions. But the one I want to touch on, would you, would you change anything?
2: <sighs> not from tw- now when I first walked in that LA boxing until now, um, No, never, because I learned so much from it all. And they're all learning experiences. If I didn't lose or something didn't happen, I don't think I would be where I'm at today because I needed to push. And I pushed myself in work and other ways, even, you know, with my relationship. You know, I, I try to, you know, be the best I can be. I know I'm a pain in the rear sometimes, but, you know, you try to get better. I think from when I walked in there, no, but from, you know, however four years old to about 27 I would change a lot of things um I was very talented growing up as a kid but I never like lifted weights in high school I you know I had you know I don't I don't have a really good relationship with my family um I you know you growing up you you just kind of like I think I just you know friends and you didn't know that much growing up so I did not try hard high school you know I I didn't live. I I just left talent. go. I'd have one good game, three bad ones, you know, things like that. And then in my twenties drinking, um, being rude bar fights, you know, those, but you know, you got to look at it too, as you know, like I just said, I probably learned from a lot too. So, but I wish I was a better person. I wish I tried harder. Uh, I wish I gave more of an effort, even in school, um, you know, sports, things like that. I, 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 that's probably my, you know, you want to say any kind of regrets or, you know, want to, look at you know, is my younger days because you know i'm a little bit smarter if you want to say that but i i would uh <laughs> i would uh you know you'd go back and go man i wish i would have tried harder or, i wish i would have done this or listen to this person or you yeah. know those are the type of things but you know i think everyone's that way you know I, there's a movie called mr destiny if one thing in your life changed you changed everything else could you go back and change that and i it'd be a yes or no. That's a tough one because I love where my life is at today. I love where my life went. Um, I love everything about it. So, but you asked me 15 years ago, I hated my life. And that's, that's, that's the crazy part of it. You know, I didn't know where I was going to be, where I was going to go. And if I wanted to be here anymore, you know, it was a lot of weird thoughts back then, but today, if something happened to me today, like tomorrow, I always say I live the best life and I, did it, you know, everything I wanted to do, and it's amazing, you know.
1: I think that's one thing. Hey, that's, that's the power 100%. of the journey. That's the power of the journey. Go
0: ahead, Luke. 100%. That's something that I think about all the time, is that you know, I had a 2-4 in high school. Was not trying at all. I thought soccer was the end-all be-all, blah, blah, blah. blah. That, that's I echo the same sentiment, man. I wish I would've gave a cram. It wasn't that I was a bad kid at school. All of my teachers liked me and stuff. It's probably the yeah. only reason I had a 2-4 instead of a long point eight is that they actually so uh, i had that going for me but but that was about it uh no 100 percent. i wish i talked to a lot of people that are our age and they wish they would have tried harder in high school so there's any student athletes out there listening today you know academics are a big part of it too and, and really you know those teachers are preparing a lesson for you every day take it seriously and they they're trying to teach you something not just about their subject but about life as well okay so we're closing in here Mm -hmm. Um, and, and this is something that Pat always likes to ask, you know, if there's one thing that you want to touch on today that you didn't didn't get a chance to already, uh, what would you tell our listeners?
2: Um, I guess the best thing ever, best thing I can always say is don't ever give up. You know, I, I, that was one of the strongest things I can ever, you know, people ask me some things in life or, you know, younger people, you know, my nephew and stuff like that is just never give up, you know? there's always, you know, I brought this up maybe earlier is you're going to have your dark days. You're going to have your losses. You're going to have a, you know, you're going to throw an interception. You're going to strike out. You're, you know, things of that nature are going to happen to your day. You know, you might've lost the game for your team or whatever, but it's don't ever give up, come back the next day, work hard. I mean, that's, trust me, if you work hard enough and you push through it all, you're going to see success and you're going to, you just stay positive, you know, and always just keep moving forward, keep pushing and don't give up. And I, I think that's the the greatest, you know, advice I can give someone is because I was going to get, I've given give up many a times in my life. Trust me, many. I mean, there's still today, you know, there's times where I'm going, can I keep going on, or, you know, maybe this is it but I don't, you know, and then I go, think positive, keep moving. What can I do to be better today? Like you said, with the 1%, there's always a way to find, be nicer to somebody, push someone else, you know, maybe coach or things like that, where you can help other people as well. Cause that, I love helping other people get ready for, you know, training and tournaments and things like that, you know, coaching for me down the road it was always an option as well. So is don't give up. I, I, you know, I would say that is my best
1: advice for anyone. Cause that's,
2: I use that for myself.
1: Absolutely. Mo, I, love I love it, it man. Bo, I love it, man. I, I got you on this one, Luke. Uh, I, I think growth comes in all shapes and sizes, right? I think it's one of those things where you don't know if it's going to be you or the next guy, the next girl. So I think that's powerful. Last thing and I'll wrap us up, Mo. And I didn't know if I wanted to go here, but I'm going to go here for a little bit. I know you've had some stuff go on in your family life. You brought that up already. You've had some situations, some tragedies, some tri- some triumphs as well. If you had to say one thing to your younger self, what did you? T- what would you tell Jason Mo?
2: Um, don't take anything for granted. Uh, you know, uh, I had you know, as a younger kid. Uh, my I, I was abused you know abused as a younger kid with my father it was really young so I only have like certain aspects I remember like three or four images if I ever saw him I wouldn't even know who he is but I do remember the the bad things that happened to me um and then you know my mom wasn't there she you know left she's been you know she left at that time and left me there during that moment um so but then me and her got close again through my younger you know younger days uh but i felt like and i don't talk to her today we stopped talking in 2012 um but i think during that time maybe i should have taken a little more stuff for granted spending time with her you know she's had some issues in her life and myself but you know just you know if you can you know don't ever take, you know, don't take anything for granted, you know, so it, you know, it, I never want anyone to ever feel sorry for my life or anything. I've always told people I lived a good life because I had a great a couple great stepdads. They always took care of me. I lived a weird life. I always say it was just, it was weird. I, but I lived a, you know, a really good life as well. So, but just don't take it for granted, you know, take everything you can smile and enjoy the moment. I, I think people forget that as they're always worried about what's going to happen in a month from now or a week from now, enjoy that day and enjoy that moment. Cause you'll never, you'll never, never get it again with friends, girlfriends, family, whatever it is, you know? I think,
1: wow. Okay. So I think we have a choice, right? We have a choice to either be a victim of <laughs> Dance become someone's survival guide we have the chance to be the story that people talk about and go did you hear most story on that podcast i'm having some of this stuff happen and i thought there was no way i was getting through it so i'm getting a little bit choked up um I, i think at this point in time for our listeners there is a way to keep moving forward and lift others while you go along and i think there's a True testament of the man in the beard sitting across to me right now on Zoom. I I'm extremely touched and inspired by your story. And, and after hearing all your triumph and all the good stuff after all the shit that went on, um, I love you, man. And I, I'm proud uh,
2: of you. I love you. you. Love you too, brother. No, it's like I always tell you if I can ever help anybody, is don't ever, you know, I always want to say I lived a bad life or a horrible life. I never wanna say that because I lived an am- I still do, and I did it's just, it was weird. And I would just say the weirdness, maybe probably who I am today. So anything that goes bad, you can move forward. I, I feel like, you know, it's probably some other things in my life right now that's been really hard on, you know, in, when I was younger, but I'll find a way to make it a positive and just keep the, you know, let's go, you know, and that's just who I am. I, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't, you know, have done my MMA or Football career, whatever it was, without challenges, you need. I, you know, there is challenges. Life is hard. We all know that. You just gotta, you know, you you have to be the best version of yourself to to succeed or want to succeed or whatever that may be.
1: Luke said it earlier. You owe you, man. You yep. owe you. End the day. I. Uh, this has been. We could do this all day. We've done it. Yeah. All week <laughs> this all day and i'd have no problem with it. yeah just know that you're impacting a lot of listeners today and and for whatever reason god or the universe is like for the last 20 minutes here my service has been spot on because we know we're making some impact today and i and i love you brother
2: love you too man
1: always before we wrap up and luke knows this i've been trying to do a better job of this you came on here you helped promote the pod all week you shared your story and a stigma of fighters that it's tough to share this kind of stuff. So I applaud you and commend you for that. How can we help you as a podcast? How can we help you in general as a person?
2: I just say, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, you guys are killing it. I've been listening. We've talked about I've been listening since day one. And I felt like where you guys started, where you are, you guys started out great. But you're getting better. And the stories, I love everything that, you know, you have coaches you know, uh, athletes, college, you know, I mean, everybody in this industry, I think it's just amazing. I just say, keep going and, you know, keep, you know, changing the game, but keep changing in a great way that you guys are doing, you know, and I think it's amazing of that.
0: KG teams on your side. If you ever decide to get back in the ring, you let us know we're going to be your biggest promoters. We got, you. I was
2: going to come out here today and tell you, you know, talking a little bit here, I'm going to say this today and I, I will back this up. I will do a tournament in 2024. I will.
1: Oh, so no. I, I yes. just don't
2: know when, but it will happen in 2024. I promise you that. I'm I'm not oh. I, I got I got something to prove still and I think this last week has built me, you know. I still got a little left in the basement. I know I do. So,
1: oh man, look at that. We got this we got a live <laughs> announcement on the pod. I can't wait to share that with our listeners. Yeah. Just know that I'll be there. I'll be there in the stands. I don't care if you fight in Dubai or if you fight in Chicago. I'll be there. <laughs> so if you need a sponsor, we're, we're your guys and Jackie's your girl. So we got you.
2: Awesome. <laughs> I already told you. I'm putting the podcast on the back of my shorts. You're. I already got it. It's going to be covered. Don't oh, worry.
0: We're going on the bump. Come on. come on. You're going I, on the bump.
1: I would be honest, man. And we always We always thought we'd sponsor an athlete in Ida. I'd love for you to be our first man I love That'd you and I awesome. appreciate you and I know we can do this all day Luke I love you brother Jason Moe you are a you guys life-maker. you are a servant leader you are a fantastic human being and uh without all else keep going guys love you guys Keep going nice to meet you Moe the YouTube brother.